Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now, and if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some Meat Eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls, and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms, I like them because it gives you hand-free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close, you can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger, ready to roll, and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls. I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand, one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like him. I just have Yanni use his. Then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today. Hey, this is Tyler Jones, and you're listening to The Element Podcast. What's happening, all my woods people? We are thawing out. It is a nasty day. Finally. Oh, my gosh, dude. I'm just hoping to dry out more than anything. Yeah, yeah, I know it, and it's kind of starting to get there. Yeah. But I had, I met, I never actually got super wet. Just my clothes are kind of wet. So yeah. pants, I can start feeling. I think they're starting to soak through here. Can you? I can feel yeah. a little bit down around like my sockage, but yeah. that's about it. So if you've never been in some wide open terrain when it's raining uh, with a nice solid wind, windy breeze blowing the rain into your face, it's not. A fun thing when it is this just says ice right here so oh that's good yeah it did just a second ago until you t- looked but yeah so anyway kc and i have been up in kansas we're hunting uh we've been on public only so far on this trip and uh it's been tough at times but we've been we were thinking about it last night and we have had an opportunity at like a shooter buck every hunt but one and that one hunt we happened to see still see a really really big deer yes yes we did he just happened to have very wide ears um (laughs) and then well i guess you could count today because this morning we didn't see a shooter buck yeah well this morning we had to we had to change our um strategies up a bit because of the weather so we had a big system roll through and it is raining right now it was supposed to be kind of snowing by now but we've had some flurries for a second but it's raining again it looks like uh it's just been raining since before daylight so Mm -hmm. everything's wet and we've kind of we've kind of adjusted like you know we've had to i've been i've been thinking about like what like how I would do things better if I was hunting today and I had different gear or whatever, like mm-hmm. the things that I've learned that like, this is the way that this works out better. It seems like. And so like, I have a few thoughts that I'm just going to pass along to the listener to kind of take as they want. Um, Let's hear it. Okay. So we're wearing windproof gear right now. Yes. It happens to be pretty waterproof too. Yes. And they're shells. So when you're walking, which we're doing this morning, you don't get, too hot it doesn't seem like you know what i mean yeah you can just kind of control what layers you have underneath them you know because they're kind of like your weather protection layer exactly and it makes sense i kind of it's it's one of those situations where the layering really comes in handy yeah and i i pretty much the last few stops have been um in just basically like a base layer and my windproof sika jacket yeah and my sika pants that are wind that are windproof or whatever the stratus system so like that has kept me pretty dry um, overall, but at the same time, since we're walking so far, um, I'm not getting hot with just you know a base, a really thin base layer and a little over jacket. Yeah. So, and we're what we're doing is we're <clears throat> we're basically running into these different spots and trying to find like a little patch of plum thicket or a little like canyon top or something that could hold a deer, 
and rattle to it or grunt and snort wheeze and decoy at it and uh, so like we may go a half mile to get to the back side of some property and do that and then basically we stay there like five minutes yeah and we're, this we're is out a true running gun kind yeah. of deal right yeah. here and one thing about these shells that i'm noticing is that yeah they are pretty waterproof but mine's starting to get kind of heavy. Like the yeah. outside fuzzy has kind of soaked up some water. Right. And they're not, I mean, we understand they're not made to be doing this. They're like tree stand wear. Right. right? But you got what you got. And we pretty much have kind of had to adjust our game plan and do this today. We, we, we've we talked about this a lot, like wanting to kind of do something like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like take a day where we just bounce around, go to a bunch of different public spots and just go crazy and run and gun. Because yeah. it's a lot of fun. I'm having yeah. fun even though we haven't had a ton of encounters. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, it's not the optimal gear for what we're doing, but it's working pretty well, yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. Another thing that I noticed that has helped me out tremendously is having some just kind of cheap nylon gloves that I've got. Yeah. And they are really nice because they're they're not like, they don't have, they're real thin, just made of nylon, and they have, um, for some reason, like, they didn't really get wet until the very last uh, little trip we went on. And they've been really nice when I'm glassing for keeping my, you know, hands from contacting my binos that are super cold right now. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's 34, it's 10 o'clock, it's 34 degrees, so it's just a nasty day. Yeah, if you've never done it, 34 and wet is probably about the toughest cold there is. Oh, I'd yeah. much rather it be 29 right now because then the precip- precipitation, I'm sorry, it would freeze and then we wouldn't be getting soaked, you know. Right, That's right. pretty tough. It is, man, so... Anyway, uh, I'm trying to think if I got any other tips. I mean, waterproof boots are kind of an essential, uh, and just trying to keep from sweating uh, mm-hmm. on the way in, you know. Yeah. Which but, these synthetics, uh, synthetic like base layers, is kind of the way to go on that stuff. Yeah. Keep One your, of the better tips you told me this morning is uh, be sure and kick your feet off before you get in the truck because days like this, going in and out of the truck this much on muddy roads, like you could end up with a nasty floorboard. Yeah. And it's not, we have got junk spread out everywhere right, in the truck like it's not really that i care that my you know truck gets muddy or whatever yeah. it's like all the stuff like it's if not, a camera falls into the floorboard it would get caked you know yeah, or whatever exactly so, anyway i've been doing some of that but uh, <clears throat> i don't know i mean that's kind of all the tips and i may have something else as we, as we like go but gear goes right is that what you're saying <clears throat> yeah i mean just so. kind of thoughts about it i mean you definitely uh, you know, we're video, and so we're trying to keep the lens pointed away, from, you know, downwind or whatever, so it doesn't get wet. And mm-hmm. th- same thing with your binos; you would do the same thing with your binos or whatever you're looking through. So, uh, kind of a thought there. But um, man, we've had a great week. I mean, it has been from basically from the start it has been fast and furious. It seems like yeah. And I am just surprised that we don't have a deer down right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's only of our own doing, pretty much. I yeah. mean, we've had so many encounters and. I kind of still look back to the first day and like we had some true passes that day which um one of them i I probably should have shot that first deer we've talked about this a little bit you and i have i don't know if we did on the big buck breakdown or not but um we had a mature buck we thought chasing a doe and we ended up stalking in within about hey snow flurries are here i was just saying it's Uh, about snowing i think yeah we ended up stalking in about 45 or 50 yards from this deer and he's one of those bucks where like straight on he doesn't look very big and then when he turns aside you realize what he is and i was trying to figure out if he actually was the mature buck we were trying to get on well before you know we could figure that out they took off Mm -hmm. and then here we are but after that man we've been like so close so many times and it kind of culminated last night Mm -hmm. i mean all day yesterday really i mean yesterday morning for instance we Chased. Should we go chronological here, though? Well, are we going to tell the whole story? I don't know. All right. So do you want to back up to day one? Probably. All right. So day one. Ooh, day one was a good day. Day, day one, one was, you oh know, of course on day one you're hyped, right? So we're, like, hyped up about what we're fixing to do. It is nice and cool. We got a good wind. We go to this place that we scouted out last January which we not, we knew it was going to be money, like old rubs and stuff last January. You know, we could just see all the deer sign. Go in there, set up, like find us a knoll to sit on where the wind's like blowing off the, the public. 
and start glassing first thing in the morning and i guarantee you tyler spotted this deer when it was like gray on gray on gray out there i could not believe he saw this buck we start following this buck around uh in the binos and we decide he's not really a shooter he's going to be like a tweener three-year-old you know like a decent little buck a deer we'd love to see next year and he kind of like works his way down the drainage and then like when he gets down there we see two deer I'm like huh what's going on so we i think actually we worked our way like 30 yards up the hill didn't mm-hmm. we and from there there were i think six bucks and a doe all doing a like rut nato down here in this bottom <laughs> chasing each other around going crazy and uh, it was just like one of those surreal moments where dude this is the first morning and this is what we're seeing right now you know like we're going nutso well that the there was one buck who was in particular with the doe you could tell and that's the buck we decided we were going to try to stalk and somehow i got elected shooter on this deal which sometimes i'm probably not the best at being like oh you shoot the deer you know like i kind of get a little bit trigger happy but um we actually make moves these deer go behind or down in a draw or something we make moves to actually get a shot on this buck and we played it perfectly like unbelievably snuck our way through this draw didn't get seen and popped up over this hill and boom here he and this doe is well we got uh, seen at that point yeah when we popped up right, the we popped stupid up. doe dude the stupid does every time they ruin it all they always get you but um at that point like we could have got a shot because they didn't really know what we were she just knew that we were something you know and yep. that's when like i was trying to decide on that eight point and you're like dude i'll shoot that other buck right there I was like okay yep. dude you're shooter let's go and at that moment Tyler transitioned to shooter on this 10 point that we pretty much ended up chasing around for like what 30 minutes yeah something like that or more. more than that probably I mean we ran like made huge loops like we felt like we were just you know up in it and ended up having a situation where we made a pretty good play we just kind of ran out of cover to get to the deer and they were down in this big bottom and like they they were in good cover and had gotten to where like they were all looking around for this doe and uh, pretty much she led them off of the public. Mm-hmm. And um, we did some grunting and rattling right there. Could not get them to hear us. We did get like a, a three-year-old to come in where I decided to uh, give him an unconventional call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the plan was we didn't want to shoot this deer. We didn't want him to get our wind because then he would go crazy. So we were going to kind of scare him with the decoy and blow on a snort wheeze. Well, I've got that Primo's, I think it's the buck roar, where you can flip it around and do a snort wee side or a grunt side. I ended up blowing on the grunt side trying to snort wee, so it sounded like uh, like Mallard Drake, blah, blah, you know, and it was pretty bad. Mike Peeker. Mike Peeker, yeah, <laughs> that was him. He showed up on the buck, he and did. we achieved our goal. The buck was scared. Yes, that, he was. That definitely, definitely happened. But he was. we, we rattled and decoyed him in. It was really cool yeah, you know, it to worked. see that I happen. Mean, first the morning. system worked with the decoy and the rattling, and I think that's going to be kind of the, the – uh, I mean, we've kind of made that our plan now. Like, the rattling's a big deal yeah. up here. It's worked. So I don't really remember. What happened that afternoon? Um, that after, Well, so we went uh, to check out a piece of property during the middle of the day. And as soon as we drive up to the bottom end of this piece of property, there oh. bucks or does going everywhere. There was two big bucks, like shooter bucks and a doe, and they take off. And uh, we end up, one of them goes kind of up over a ridge. The others are going down this creek system. And so we kind of work our way up the creek and end up uh, spooking the buck, but not the doe somehow, like 30 minutes later after we got up there. We kind of still hunted our way up. And so the doe is just still chilling there or whatever. So we try to to back out and uh, end up uh, that afternoon. Oh, so then we get back to the truck. And we drive up this hill where where both of our bucks eventually had kind of headed to. And there, KC, we get, like, close. And KC's like, 
Um, there's a buck. There's a buck. Big buck. Shooter buck. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm We're glassing like, something that's like 600 yards away, and I just happened to look down in my frame of binos. I'm like, holy smokes, dude. Right here, 180 yards. You can see his rack, like, you know, from the from the truck, yeah. naked eye. He's like in a thicket of brush. And it's like one of those things. I had actually talked about this earlier in the day. I was like, man, why does that never happen? You know, yeah. they all, you always see the, like, real tree monster bucks, and they're like... <laughs> You know, some big monster, like, hanging out in the middle of nowhere under a pivot or something like yeah, that, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and Tyler's like, "It's ne- that never actually happens. Yeah. You know? And it actually happened, it, like, later that day. It really did happen. And so I ended up trying, I mean, I'm not going to run off and leave this buck. Like, it's not a great stalking opportunity. First of all, we're parked in the truck. He's looking right at us. Yeah. Um, not, like, spooked or anything. Just, like, that's the way he had bedded, mm-hmm. right? And from there, we start he, making a yeah, game plan. We start making a game plan. He stands up, and we're like, "Oh no, this <laughs> we're is done. over." We're done. And like stretches and shows us how giant his body is, mm-hmm. and then lays back down. Yep. Oh my gosh, did that just happen? And it did just happen. It and did. I decided that okay, I cannot get out of the truck on my side of the truck. Like he's gonna see my door open. So. Tyler ends up crawling out of his truck and, or, yeah, out of the truck. Hopping out, hopping going out, get the decoy out yeah, of the back. Out of the back, which was sketch. I was scared. Yeah. Um, and then I climb out, go behind the truck, and pretty much get on my belly for the next, I don't know, I probably went, what, like, 70 yards or so on my belly Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking like okay I've got this like I've got terrain between me and the deer it's not much but like pretty tall grass really good tall grass and all we can figure (laughs) is that suddenly there's a doe that's with this buck too which totally makes sense right like there's gonna be a doe with a buck that's bedded this time of year she stands up sees the truck wigs out and takes off Yep. Who follows her? Big Bucky. Her buddy, Mr. Big Bucky. Yep. Big Bucky boyfriend. Yeah. So that was pretty much the end of that. And that I, of I was mad. I was ready to, like, give up. Not yeah. really give up, but I was, like, ready to, like, yell a little bit or something. Because it was just, like, not nothing I did. You know, that was mm-hmm. the hard part. The hard thing to swallow is that um, they didn't mess up because I was stalking. So I still had a chance, you know. Yeah. But, just this doe happened to get up and see the truck and go. Which, I mean, it was it was kind of a flawed system from the get-go because we didn't need to be that close to the deer, right. you know, in the truck or whatever. But yep. uh, we hunted that spot that evening. Yep. Saw a bunch of deer. Saw a bunch of deer. Uh, not a – we didn't see a shooter buck that we could actually shoot. That's right. Right. That's Why right. is that? Well, because he was a different species, mm. big old muley buck, and uh, that was pretty surprising. Uh, but he was there, and we got to watch him rut it up, and it was really cool. Big, big, big muley. So, or for us, you know, I mean, if you were talking to somebody from Colorado, it might be a different story. Yeah, might be like, oh, well, that's a when you good live somewhere there's you know? no muleys, uh, a really good muley is a really big muley. Yeah, right, exactly. So. Anyway, uh, then the next morning, we decided to uh, hunt a different spot, and we were going to have a, an odd, like, four-hour window of a different direction of wind. Yeah. And so we hunted a different spot. It was slow. We saw a buck that might have been a shooter who's way off. Chasing um, a doe, though. Chasing a doe. And then um, he, we saw him a lot of the morning. It was pretty open. And then we ended up uh, leaving there when the wind started changing. Um, what happened later that afternoon? It's been such a blur. It has been a blur. Um, I think, so that would be, what day? Our Tuesday evening? Yeah. Our Tuesday evening. Um, no, I think we got our days mixed up because Monday evening, we did a razoo and just did a little truck thing. Remember? Because we had a place we wanted to go hunt, and ended up we couldn't hunt it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the story we just told about the evening hunt was actually on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our Tuesday evening hunt where we stalked in and hunted the place where we... Actually, we'd seen those 
big deer that we bumped on Monday, uh, right? So chronological is a little bit messed up right now, but yeah. we said we know where we're at. Yeah. So now that's Tuesday evening. Yeah. Uh, Next morning. Wednesday morning, we went back and hunted that place again, mm-hmm. but a different section of the property. Went in the only legal access on this place and set up really nice kind of down this draw to where we could glass the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? And um, get set up. Like, things are looking good. I think we'd even seen a little Bucky up on the hill, and I'm glassing around, and Todd goes, there's something right there, right over your head. Don't move. And I don't move. He's like, I said, Coyote? It's a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy came in late. In the daylight. In the daylight on a private road that we're not allowed to access and snuck down about 60 yards from us. <laughs> it was close. We had the same exact idea, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a good idea, a good game plan. Yeah. The wind was good and everything. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and he ended up sitting up, I think, a Dave South decoy down in the bottom of this thing. Dave Smith? Dave Smith, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Dave South is a Aggie announcer. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so there's okay. the Dave. There's Dave, you know. Dave and Wendy, Dave's, you know. There's, yeah, there's definitely lots definitely of Dave's. Lots of <laughs> David but, in the Bible. Yeah, uh, he set up this decoy, and um, we didn't, couldn't see the decoy, but this little bucky moves in, spooks, kind of, goes downwind of us, and then finally, like, <clears throat> goes away. And we're Came like, within oh, range yes. of us, but yeah. wasn't a shooter. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, then we he this guy finally leaves. He sees us finally and leaves, and we um, we hunt a little bit longer. We're like, oh, maybe we'll see something, you know. And it wasn't. I mean, he had just left, and all of a sudden, Casey's <laughs> like, "There's there's a deer up on the hill." Puts the glass up. He's like, "It's a buck. It's a buck." I was like, "Where? Where? Where?" He goes, "Near that, you know, with this whatever landmark." So I see it. I'm like, "Dad gum, that's a shooter, dude." And so we're, like, starting to make a game plan. He's way off, but he's kind of, like, we're thinking he's on the edge, like, the rim of this draw, and we're like, man, maybe he's going to come down in here, you know? And mm-hmm. he just he just doesn't seem that, that he wants to do it. He's just going to skirt the edge of this thing. So we had packed everything up and gotten ready to move, and we take, take off. We sprint across the bottom of this thing, and we're going to pop up over, and he's going to be at, like, 75 yards, right? We were hoping that would be the case. That'd <laughs> that be did nice. not happen. No. He uh, started taking an angle kind of away from us, and he was on this, like, rut cruise where he was just like, I guess he had smelled a, a doe that had gone gone across there the night before, and he was just nose in the ground, in the grass, and he would look up every once in a while. And so we're just literally running, running, running. I mean, falling in holes. I actually got run over one time when it, when he I looked did. back. So, okay, here's a pro tip for you. If you're ever doing this situation where you're trying to, like, stalk a deer or whatever, and you've got a guy in the front using, like, we, we're using these heads-up decoys, or just a heads-up decoy when we're doing this, and it's worked pretty good for us a couple times. Um, you're going to have a guy in the front with a camera and decoy, a guy in the back's a shooter. If you're the shooter, take your bow, put it behind your back with your broad head pointing, you know, uh, away from, away from the all guy of, in front you. of you. Yeah, yeah, out your posterior, right? That way, when you do run up on your buddy and like nearly you both fall over, at least your broad head is not poking <laughs> him through the ribs, and yeah, you're not raging his cage. You know, that, <laughs> that would be, be real terrible. bad. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was glad that you did that. Yes, um, we both fell in holes on that trip, mm-hmm. and some, somehow, some way, this deer never speaks. Dude, he was like rut blind. It was like, I was telling you, it was like when you hear about a bloodhound just running into a tree, like it was like he was smelling so hard that he couldn't see anything. I mean, he would like lift his head up and kind of look around and turn his body and like, I guess he was smelling, Mm -hmm. but I would think, I was thinking he was like looking, checking his six and everything. And we're off his like back corner the whole time. We're just trying to catch up, get out kind of in front of him. And he just keeps quartering away from us. And we're getting a little bit closer here and there. But every time he would look up, you know, we would kind of stop. And when I'd flash that decoy, and he never saw that thing until we got down basically to the end of the property. And we had gone like a mile. We got down to the end of this property, and he was about to go over the fence onto private. And so we were like, we got to do something. We're like 150 yards. 
and we got to do something to, to stop him and make him see us. So we sit there and give him a couple of snort wheezes and grunts and that kind of thing. And finally, after doing it really loud, he hears and he looks up and takes a couple steps toward us like he's going to come. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to work. Decoy is going to gonna work for us. And he ends up kind of spooking off real lightly like – like he just didn't like a buck being right behind him at 150 yards out in the middle of yeah, nothing. Yeah, and he probably had no reason to come to that buck. You know, if right. you, in hindsight, and I talked to uh, Garrett Rowe. He's the owner of Heads Up. I talked to him last night, We did night, a podcast actually. with him a while back, Yeah, too. I can't remember what number that was. But uh, look back, um, maybe like in the 40s or 50s, uh, really good podcast. A real knowledgeable guy on how to decoy bucks out here. But, you know, we both kind of confirmed that, like, yeah, we did the right thing, but there's no really reason for a buck cruising for a doe to turn around and come 150 yards back from where he just went to go see about this other buck. Right. right? Yep. And so, yeah, we, that's the only play we had, pretty much just because we didn't beat this deer to where we where he needed to where he wanted to be going. Right. You know, we needed to be in front of him, and if he would have taken the drainage that we thought he was going to, or we hadn't fell in holes, or we'd been faster or something, you know, maybe that would have happened, but. I don't know. We we did the best we could, you mm-hmm. know. And this whole thing is a learning experience, right? Like yep. if you're in the woods and you're not learning, then you're probably going to can you continue to have the same success you always have had. Yeah. You yeah. know. So we've learned a lot, that's for sure. Yes. A, yep. a bunch on this deal. So that kind of that deer trotted off out of our hopes and dreams. We were sweating and breathing like we had literally oh, just run the mile on the track had, team in well, high we school. We had you know? all our stinking like heavy clothes on cuz we'd been sitting and we didn't have time to shed clothing yeah all i had was uh i had i had a down jacket on but it's it was it's a light down jacket i did a review on it online it's a it's a scree jacket it's pretty cool jacket but like not breathable so take off running and sweating and it's like oh yeah and so (laughs) and here's the other thing we're learning you need to be in shape for this kind of hunting like you're in (laughs) shape for elk hunting you yeah. know, like it's not tree stand hunting where you can just eat duplex cookies and Whataburger <laughs> all day long. You know, like it's going to be, it's pretty physically intense. Yeah. So uh, we both have sore quads right now. Dude, but yes. We left that morning hunt. Uh, well, it was funny because when Tyler saw that dude, like Tyler hit probably the, one of the lowest lows he's hit in a while. And then like five minutes after that, we see a really, really, really big buck. And then we're both hyped. So... Mm. It's kind of like that whole thing in movies or sitcoms where they, like, take you down real low and they bring you back up. And, yeah. You know, it's that much better. That's kind of what we had after that morning. Yeah. So we were riding high, um, decided to go get some gas station pizzas. So that was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Nice little warm day. We've been eating Mountain House a lot for lunch, which is pretty tasty and pretty warm. I think having warm meals in general at lunch is a big help on these kind of trips. Yeah. Um, and after such a great morning, we decided, you know what, let's go back. Well, actually, no. We thought we might try to get that place a rest. Mm-hmm. Went and scouted some places and couldn't find anything that made us, like, say, you know what, I'm going to go here as opposed to where we've been. We also made a bunch of calls <laughs> to try to make, like, to try to find a private spot. Uh-huh. And, you know, I hear these guys and see these guys talking about, like, uh, it's, it's not too bad. You just got to do it. And, you know, like, one out of ten, you'll be good. Mm-hmm. And I just have never had that. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a cool guy. I don't. Maybe I'm not slick or smooth or whatever. I don't know what the deal is. But <clears throat> I have not seen or had that kind of success. <clears throat> yeah, Tyler, you're pretty cool, dude. Well, thanks, like, dude. Thanks. Maybe just the people Pretty on the phone cool, don't don't quite get. <laughs> maybe that. they're not cool people. I don't know. I did most of the calling the other day, and yeah. I kind of tapped into my old salesman ways. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm ever like misleading or anything, but like there's a certain way you can talk to people, and different ways to phrase things. Okay, so one of the things I was saying, which is true, is that hey, we were hunting a specific buck. And I believe this buck may have ran onto your property. Mm-hmm. Would you mind if I go access your property and let us get, you know, get to that buck? And I think that comes over better than, hey, would you mind if I hunt your place? Yeah. It also gives you a story and gives people like a little bit of something it's like compelling. Yeah, it's kind of an icebreaker. And, okay, here's another thing on cold calls like this. Always say your name first. Don't say, hey, is this Miss So-and-so? Because they're like, who the crap is this, right? (laughs) If you say, like, for me, you know, my name's Casey Smith, 
uh, is this Miss So-and-so. It just makes it like a formal introduction. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to give you some information right off the bat, who I am, mm-hmm. and then kind of go into your spill. And, you know, in the past, I've kind of been afraid to, like, straight up talk about hunting right off the bat. But if you're in hunting country, people know, they understand yep. that hunting is just one of the things. And, you know, maybe if you're not in hunting country and you're in a neighborhood or something, maybe you do need to break the ice. Like, man, how was your kid's soccer game or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? But uh, that really worked. One thing, that, one thing that I think you, not that this would have gained us any permission yesterday, but one thing that I think that you did could have done <clears throat> that might have helped in a different situation was – uh, let them know that we were archery or bow hunting. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, because, I mean, and especially, you know, out west in the south, like, we love our guns, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of rifle hunters out there. And if you're not a – if your landowner is not a hunter, then they don't know when rifle season is or whatever, you know? So letting them know that is definitely another probably tip on that, which we may have talked about this kind of stuff before. Yeah. So. But, yeah, there. I mean – KC did all the work yesterday. I was being a little Ty- baby. No, no, no. Tyler was really good at finding phone numbers for people. I am good at that. Which, okay, <laughs> we have to have our Onyx to do this, you know. Like, just FYI, guys, we're not going to pay Onyx. But, like, it's really nice to have the landowner information and then be able to do some searching on the Internet to find phone numbers, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes it's a little sketch to find to call a phone number that you get off the Internet. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it worked out yesterday. It did. Except for... We didn't gain any permissions. Yeah. I so. did make friends with a couple nice older ladies um, and had a couple, like, actually long, meaningful conversations about where we grew up and yeah. stuff like that, you know, which might not be a access today, but right. it might be an access next Going year. Going forward, yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so, you know, we were, at the time, when that all happened, we were kind of, like, exhausted on our... Like, we pretty much didn't have any more landowners that we could call and say that we had a bug that possibly went on your place. You know what I mean? Without it being a lie. Without it being a lie. Yeah. So we were like, okay, um, I guess we got to find a place to hunt. And we have burned out the only place that sets up on this weird northeast wind that we keep getting every single day of Mm -hmm. our lives. (laughs) And so um, I was just like, really, uh, like that whole concept and then the fact that uh it's like day three or four whatever it is and we've been getting up early and it's you know 2 p.m lowell like i'm starting to feel a little bit low at this point and so we kind of are just like trying to figure out what do we do is there a way we can hunt another property other than this one that we've been like busting these two deer over and over and over Mm -hmm. again on and so (coughs) excuse me and so we um we end up going back to this property that we've been scaring these bucks on because we figure this is our best shot at setting up on a decent wind and at least seeing some deer maybe. <clears throat> and so we work in this plan that is like basically like set up a mile from wheat and try to see if deer will come towards wheat at night. And we move back from a place that we had seen deer moving towards wheat uh, the day before, the day before, one one of the two days previous. And so we were like, well, if we move back, maybe we'll see a bigger buck instead of the little dinker we saw right at last slide. So we move back, and we're sitting, we're actually sitting pretty close to the road, and we're like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? The whole time we're sitting uh, there. Self-loathing. Like, how close were we to at, like, 430 to, like, hopping up over the hill and going to a more remote section. I almost did it on like five different times. Yeah. Every time like I could tell you were like you were like kind of fishing for me to just be like let's do it. Yeah. And and I was kind of fishing for you to be that like that too. I never would make it. And the we just never either. would say it and I'm glad we didn't. I work in 15 minute increments. So like every 15 minutes I'm like 4:15, 4:30, 4:45, like nothing's happened. What are we doing? Why don't we move? What are we doing right now? You 5:30, know? eat a Reese's. And here's the, yeah, exactly. I had a Reese's <laughs> at 5:30. I knew that was when it was going to happen it was so good because i was getting cold uh it was very windy and blustery and cold last night but um it's reasonable why i was antsy i mean it's november 7th and that's like i mean we had bill winky on the podcast you know here a while back and that's like a bill's greatest hunting day right like no matter what bill's hunting all day on november 7th that's his favorite day yeah bill winky's killed a bunch of giants therefore it is the rut on november 7th right and like you need to be out there and it's like what five 40 and we haven't seen a deer yet yeah and 
where it's it, getting it's, dark at six because yeah. the clouds are rolled in. And when you're cold, it's worse. You oh know? my gosh! It's like yes. you just get so antsy. And we're sitting. Cl- and the thing is, we're sitting watching a road like 150 yeah, yards away. We're like, idiots, right? This is dumb. Like, yeah. there's no buck gonna come across this road. We're stupid. What are we doing? Oh yeah, and we saw a farmer go down the road too. Like yeah. right whenever it's kind of time for deer to do yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so anyway, at uh, I don't know what time it was. 5:40, 5:45. Um, I look over and there's a doe coming uh, from the direction of kind of the road there. And um, I'm like, there's a doe right there. There's a doe right there. And she's probably 100, 115, 120 yards, something yeah. like that. And <clears throat> she comes up over this little uh, rise, this little saddle kind of, and dips down into the drainage that we're sitting in. And we're like, Casey's like, where's her buck? And I'm like, yep, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So we're watching, watching, and about 15 seconds later, there he is. I put the binos, throw the binos up on him real quick, and it's the buck that Casey stalked like two or three days ago. So let's talk about something right quick. We had decided that I had three different bucks that were shooters, and if any new bucks showed up on this place, (laughs) they're going to be Tyler's. Yeah. Well. We forgot to tell about why you had the third shooter. There actually wasn't a third buck. There's just two bucks. Yeah. On the way in... Let's back up. I know we just got to the exciting stuff. <laughs> this is really exciting, too. On the way in, we're crossing this fence legally. By the road. By the road. And I see a scrape on a cedar tree. I'm like, Tyler, look at that scrape. And he's looking over at the scrape, and I look hey, don't, down. Hey, don't lie. Just make sure you're not lying here. I'm not lying. <laughs> this is, I, I just, I really want to look at Yeah, I know magicians. They work by sleight of hand, and then they, like, surprise everybody with this awesome thing. I look down. And there's the biggest shed of my life <laughs> on the ground. I might not ever find a more impressive shed than this shed. Yeah, yeah. And it's a giant eight-point side. Gigantic, like mass monster. Dude. Oh. And Tyler gets hyped. I get hyped. Tyler wants to shed hunt. I'm like, no, dude, we got to go deer hunt. And he wants to find the other one. Well, we did do a little, like, walk around right in there, and I found another shed. A smaller little dinker, but like two sheds right here. Mm. So we're thinking like, okay, this night's going to be great. Well, okay. Now we can fast forward to what's yeah. happening. So that was supposed to be buck number three. Yeah. And then the other two bucks we had been spooking were uh-huh. buck one and two. And buck one, which was in the plum thicket, was the one that has followed this doe over the hill. Yeah. Yeah. So we start freaking out and I could tell like KC had told me it was a 10 point but I had never seen his G4s and when I see the G4s I'm like man this is a nice buck you yeah. know they're smaller they kind of curve in yeah. like where you can't see them but they're probably like 3 or 4 inches yeah. and uh, this deer's going to be like a 140ish deer yeah he's he's got good 2s and 3s really good main beams uh, and he's like probably 17 18 inches wide and he anyway he dips over that same saddle and gets behind the ridge and KC's like I'm just going to go down there and shoot him and me, I'm being pretty conservative. I'm like, man, because they were moving fast. Things are hasty right now, too, yeah. by the way. Like, we've literally got, like, from the time we sight this buck, there might have been a legit 10 minutes left to shoot. Not shooting light, but just because it's dark. Yeah, that it, might be uh, a bigger number than what it actually was. It might have been, like, 6 or 7 minutes. Yeah, I, I bet it was 10. It's, I, it was I mean, 10. it's getting dark. Um, right. But, yeah, so the, they, they go down, and they're, they're like, they can pop out of this from behind this knoll at any moment, especially if they're moving as fast as they were. And so I'm like, well, <clears throat> why don't you just roll off the backside of this thing and go over here and intercept them down here? And I was just going to let him do it and try Film. to get footage of them on yeah. the way to him. And so uh, they end up taking forever to come out you of there, like five the minutes. Yes. And they finally uh, start poking out in case he's like there's there she is and so he kind of rolls off the back and takes off down uh to and i see her in the bottom like she's down there yeah like way down low yeah so i i have to like jump off the backside, belly crawl or actually butt scooted the way my way down mm-hmm. which you can see a lot more when you butt scoot so that's why i did that and get down to the bottom and i'm still waiting on deer I never see them yeah well, You're not that far from me. How far are you from me? 60 yards, yeah. maybe. <clears throat> and maybe so, not that much. And so he's trying to intercept them at like 30, 40 yards, basically, from him. Well, they just stall out down there forever. And eventually, I, I have to get uh, – it starts getting pretty dark to the point where, like – because we have such thick clouds. Like, it's still shooting, legal shooting light, but it's just really dark. And I had to switch cameras to a camera that was – 
shooting more low light, you know, better low light footage because uh, it just happens to be not as easily functional, you know, so we don't use it in fast paced situations. And so I switch over, and by the time I get switched over, um, I don't know where the doe has gone. And I can see finally pick up the buck. KC starts grunting and like it's this buck to, is uh, the reason I start grunting is because this buck is like oh yeah a very very vocal deer. He started grunting at first. Yes, and so KC starts grunting back at him. He shows interest. Like he stands there, um, kind of not a, not super alert. Like he's scared or anything. And so I'm like, he's just trying to see what's going on. He thinks there's a legitimate <clears throat> deer up there. And so I start. Uh, I do a snort wheeze because it's getting down to the wire here. Like we're, if we're going to get a shot, we're going to have to shoot. And so <clears throat> I snort wheeze and he kind of looks at me and then Casey kind of gives some grunts and some snort wheeze and he looks back at him and it's just like, what's going to happen? Nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. He's not wanting to come to those. And so I look over and Casey's horns are sitting there and I'm like, this is our last ditch effort. He has to come right now or we're uh, not going to get a shot. Antlers. We're in Kansas, and Luke Lehay is going to be mad if we call them horns. He will get (laughs) it. And so I pick them up, and I just like, I'm like, I'm not going to go too crazy with it. Uh, but I'm going to, and I had actually, I think, been flagging him just a little bit with the decoy as well. Yeah, he'd been looking. Yeah, and so I take him, and I'm like, put the decoy down, and when he looks over at you, and then I'm I'm rattling or whatever, and I got him in my viewfinder. I'm sitting here looking at him, you know, and I, I rattle, 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 and all of a sudden he just takes off coming at us and i'm oh like my oh my gosh she's coming straight at, you, at me yeah. yeah and so i'm like holy smokes i don't have my release on i don't have my arrow knocked y'all are probably gonna call me idiots for this <laughs> but i so i start like i'm like oh my gosh and so like he's kind of he kind of starts heading down wind to touch so i'm having to like scoot the camera over with the tripod and uh put my release on and then he'd walk through the frame and i'd scoot it back over and i'm like putting more of my release on <laughs> you can see this all on film too oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny and so and he just yeah i keep doing that over and over and over again he's walking up to me finally get my release on i get my arrow uh off my quiver get my quiver off and he gets he's getting close dude and and so like i i think i snort wheezed him somewhere halfway in between or something he came at me again and then started getting downwind again and uh anyway i uh i'm starting to knock an arrow and he's getting to the point where he's he's about to cut cut my wind down downwind of me Mm -hmm. and uh i'm starting to knock the arrow i've almost got it knocked i've had to switch my body like 180 degrees so i can shoot um you know so i'm I'm squared up ready to shoot and uh he ends up uh, i'm talking like right before i knock my arrow he's like 35 yards maybe and he's skyline too so he looks ginormous he looks huge and i'm just like there he is and i go to I go, I'm like knocking it frantically, and all of a sudden, uh, KC comes up from behind me, and I and I can hear him or whatever, and um, and he didn't know I was fixing to shoot at this deer. He was still trying to get a shot at this deer, and and we almost pulled it off. And it was just a matter of, at that point, five seconds too late, possibly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying for both of us. Exactly. And um, I had lost my rangefinder on my crawl, <laughs> so that was fun. And I was asking Tyler, range. What's a range? And he said, yeah. And I was like, what? what? So I, I didn't know what was going on. Something like shoot him or something, yeah, I guess. Or I, are you going to shoot I him? I don't know. We were just, you know, we were kind of bum fuzzled at that moment because there's so much going on. And um, I, I just didn't realize that you were trying to shoot too, mm-hmm. you know. And if, if I'd have known that, I would have been like, I would have stopped. But I really think what ended up happening is this deer got our wind. Yeah. Like he never knew what we were doing on us because it was, it was getting pretty late, yeah. you know. And you had a, a decoy like right there, you mm-hmm. know, and then what was kind of funny is there was a little baby Bucky that had joined the party right then yeah. too. Yeah. And like it wouldn't leave almost, you know. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> it was so, so frantic. And, and like, like I said, like we had, we had plenty of legal shooting left when yeah. those deer came in. Sure. We were walking out in legal <laughs> shooting light. It was just so yeah. cloudy. Yeah, it was just so so dark and miserable yesterday, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so um, that's what happened last night. We, uh, if you have followed us on Instagram, you got to see uh, on the story the picture of that shed. Yes, and if you don't follow us on Instagram, you need to be following us on Instagram. We yep. know for a fact that there are more people that listen to this show than follow than 
that follow us on the inst- on on the Instagram. On I'm pretty the old. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a peepaw. <laughs> I know peepaw. Yeah, go follow us on Instagram, guys, yeah. because that's where our day to day stuff is. If you can't yeah. get enough of us once or twice a week, go get more. <laughs> yeah. And go look at that giant shed. Uh, we know how much that shed measures out, and. You should guess and let us know what you think it is. You know what? What? Maybe we should give something away for somebody who guesses that oh, shit. Oh, what a good idea. Yeah. So if you guess the number. We'll put um, it. Yeah. Okay. That Just the shit. Just that side scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's somewhere between zero and 100. Uh, if you guess that, <laughs> it's probably not 100 either. If it was, <laughs> we would be over there right now. Um, <laughs> but if you guess that number, we'll give... Uh, to the first person who guesses that number, where do we guess that on? Should we should we get them to? Should, we'll post. I think it we on should Instagram. post a picture because it was on the story. Yeah, still is right now. But we will post a picture this evening, yeah. Thursday evening. Okay, and we will do a giveaway. What are we giving away, Tyler? Well, if you guess the number correctly or the closest one after say a hundred comments, we'll just put it out there. I'm sure we won't even get that many. Um, <laughs> If you guess the number, you will get a premium membership for Onyx for a year. An annual premium membership for Onyx. Pretty good prize. That's a pretty good We're prize. We're giving away a few. And you know what else? I say we give away four more of those for just to a ran- random followers on Instagram. How about Yeah, that? yeah. That's a good idea. Well, so it's- we're going to give away five total. One of them is going to go to the first person to guess the number that that shed measures out to. The second... Or the the second, third, fourth, and fifth of those are going to go to random Instagram followers. So go follow us on Instagram, and uh, win you on X premium membership, uh, premium annual membership. Uh, it'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, be uh, it's a good thing to have. We've been using it like a hundred percent of the time. A hundred percent of the time. <laughs> right now, as we've been podcasting, I've been looking at it the whole time <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we actually just pulled up at a legit place. Yeah. A super legit place. And we probably need to eat something warm because it's going to be cold when we go out there and hunt this thing. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, I am. (laughs) I'll make it. If it looks this good, I'm going to hunt in the cold. Dude, my pants have almost dried out Me too, man. That's a good thing. Yeah. So so pretty much in this podcast, our pants have dried. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Y'all should know that and and kind of imagine that in your head, actually. (laughs) Um, So... Going forward here, we've got a couple more days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really have like a couple more days worth of hunts, so like four hunts left. Yeah. So we're kind of getting down to the wire. We can come back. Yeah. Um, but we would like to, one of us, get a buck, you mm-hmm. know, on this trip. That's kind of, it's our rut trip, you know. So uh, going forward, what we're what we're hoping to do is finally get a win that is different than a northeast. Like. Mm-hmm. We need something else to hunt a different property. We've got some other good properties that we feel like we can hunt. We just can't hunt them on this wind. Um, so we're hoping and looking at the, the forecast, we have a couple different winds. We've got some different conditions coming tomorrow. It's going to be nice and cold and sunny, probably high pressure. It's going to be a good day tomorrow. We're excited about tomorrow as well, but we've got to finish out this day strong, even though it is cold and, and nasty. Hopefully the precipitation has stopped for the day, and uh, we're just going to probably continue to do this uh, this kind of run-and-gun thing in the middle of the days, um, or if the weather stays nasty on us this afternoon. Maybe all day. We may do it all day, um, and then we, uh, we'll probably do these kind of like uh, sit and in glass and find a buck and go run-and-gun mm-hmm. on him kind of thing. Uh, that's, that's just how we've, we've, we've done one stand sit so far this, this hunt, and we're going to do another one if we if we get the right wind and the right conditions or um, if we don't tag out before then that's right we just might kill two deer in the next hour <laughs> i hope so <laughs> so that's the that's the idea going forward and then uh it's back to texas to do some hunting there i'm excited about word on the street on is that the rut is rocking in texas yeah. right now as well. i actually have a really big deer really close to a property that i can hunt right now that, mm. uh, according to my wife so that's good news yeah good news um, so I hope you guys are really, uh, enjoying this rut. I hope you've gotten to hunt a little bit in this rut, man. Like if you haven't, I feel sorry for you because I have had fun, even though we haven't just seen like, I mean, there's been some raging, some rut raging mm-hmm. a bit, but it hadn't been like anything that has really uh, panned out to help us for one. And it hasn't been just insane or anything, but it's been nice and solid 
here and there. So I feel like we've done a really good job of uh, overall of not spooking deer um, in these in open spaces and not uh, getting winded too much. Hopefully, you know, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We, we've been really smart about it. And the good thing about hunting together is that uh, one of us can be like, "That's a dumb idea." <laughs> we bounce things off each other so. a lot. Uh, one of the big things I've learned on this trip, man, kind of as a, as a takeaway, is that deer are everywhere <laughs> they are they, they're like just because you see a thicket doesn't mean there's a deer there just because you see grass doesn't mean there's not deer there right that's just the way they are and maybe it's this time of year and deer getting moving you know bumping each other around nose and does or whatever but there have been so many different habitat types that we've seen deer in mm-hmm. and it's actually kind of cool because it means that at all times you need to be keyed up on your game ready to get a shot off yeah yep so I, I'm I'm ready to get out there as soon as I can get some warm clothes on and maybe a little bit of food in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope you guys are getting out there as well. Um, don't forget the Instagram thing. I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to follow us on Instagram and gets a chance at those four uh, Onyx memberships. And then also don't forget when we post this picture tonight, uh, Thursday night that is, uh, November the 8th. Is that right? November the 8th. That's correct. Yeah. So make oh, sure. Right day. Yeah, I know. So make sure, yeah, you go take a guess uh, at that at that shed as soon as you hear it, uh, or as soon as you hear this podcast, or see it on Instagram. So anyway, uh, good luck, God bless, and remember, this is your element. Live in it. Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now, and if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some Meat Eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls, and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms, I like them because it gives you hand-free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close, you can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger, ready to roll, and still be making turkey sounds i like pot calls i just like pot calls i enjoy calling with a pot call whatever direction you go including a box call which i don't personally use too much but they're fun and great and i started out with them yanni on the other hand one of my main turkey hunting buddies he loves box calls and what's funny is i'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey so it's not that I don't like them. I just have Yanni use his. Then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today.